What's up everyone, this is Pixel Prep, episode 50, a.k.a. A.k.a. The Broddle Strikes Black. You're a bellend. A.k.a. <laughs> Dragon Quest Swords, The Masked Queen and the Tower of Podcast. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so as you can guess, uh, I'm Craig, as I always am, and normally I'm joined by my video gaming comrades in arms. However, due to the lockdown, I am joined this week by my good friend, Mr. Chris Slinger. Hello, chaps. How we doing? Hello, chaps and chapettes. Oh, chaps and chapettes. Chaps and chapettes. How are you, mate? You all right? Not too bad. How about you? Are you um, doing okay? Are you yeah. keeping healthy? Fantastic. You safe? Yeah. Good. Good. That uh, that uh, eases my mind. I can now sleep at night. Yeah. Up until Goodbye, next, everybody. Bye. Up until next week when I have to go back to work. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what are you guys actually do at work? Um. So, like, the first thing I do um is I do all the invoices. Yeah. We've got no customers that so are no open, invoices. so we're not going to do any fucking invoices. Um, and then I am learning to um basically be the plant manager. So determine all the locations of the jobs um, and then basically sort out routes and give uh, job lists to the drivers. <laughs> Again, most of them aren't going to be open until after next week. So yeah. not, I, mean, I think it's a bit early, especially with I all think... the dry weather we've had. I'm like, I think it's massively early. Yeah, I think you're going to be sitting your ass twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. And possibly writing up your memoirs. You're going to be writing that uh, great American novel you've always been dreaming about. <laughs> you've lost me. I've got no idea what you're on about. The fuck? Sitting there, writing up your novel, going like, I'm going to make the next gunslinger. Anyway, oh, the gunslinger, mate. Yeah, that, is... see, that perked you up, didn't it? Stephen oh, yeah, King. Right, uh, before we get into it, big thanks to this episode's contributor. Yes, singular. Oh, just the one. Mike, a.k.a. Electric DCX. Fucking yes. Mike right. is a dude. Yeah, he is. Right, so let's get into it. Um, let's talk about news. You wanted to do the news. Everything's been happening this week. Everything's been happening. So, do you want to kick us off? No, you go first. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I can see you're eager and prepped for this. Go. No, I've got it here. So, right, Hello. so let's talk about PS Plus games for May. Yes. So, are you ready for Dark Souls? You can get fucked. As of right now, as of the time of recording, um, the games for PS Plus in May are Farming Simulator 2019 and Cities Skylines. And they aren't being very well received. Um, so they've had massive backlash on PlayStation social media channels. Uh, the guys there are being drowned with complaints. But what's really interesting is on the European PlayStation channel on YouTube, um, there have been a, something like 120,000 views of what's coming out. Yeah. There have been 1,400 likes. Oh. Yeah. So that's just over 1%. It's a bit of a shame, really, because one... City Skylines is actually quite a good game. It's like a much better version of SimCity. Might very well be. The interesting yeah. thing, though, 8,000 have been dislikes. Huh. People are kicking off. People are kicking off hard. Now, I could not remember, and I tried to look it up, could not fucking find it. I'm certain that within recent memory, Sony have actually changed 
the PlayStation Plus games for a month after a load of uh, negative feedback. Yeah. And as far as I know, the US PlayStation channel hasn't actually dropped the announcement on their YouTube, which I thought was like kind of you're just going to sit there, kind of check out the backlash and see how bad it is. And if it's really bad, we're not going to put a video up. No. It's <laughs> basically what it is. We're not playing that shit today. So we we can't deal with the dislikes. And alternatively, it was going to be I think it was the what Dying Light and uh, Dying Light and Dark Souls remastered. That was it. Those those were the ones that people were hoping for, and you didn't yeah. get them. Um, get fucked, people. Um, I don't know about City Skylines, but I I, I want to play Farming Simulator. Yeah, man, I've been playing was it UPS Simulator, also known as Death Stranding. That's the one. I'm not forgetting that tractor. See, for I mean, me, I don't, I don't really think people should kick off too much because you're basically getting free games. Yeah. Yeah, you paid your 50 quid for the year. Mm-hmm. Well, everything you get on top of that is a perk. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's if you're, you know, you can't get the latest, the greatest, the, you know, the, the, um, the PlayStation hits. In fact, I think they actually released a couple of hits, though, recently, didn't they? They released uh, Uncharted 4. We had Uncharted, Uncharted 4. Collection, and collection. Uh, Journey, which, as we both know, is amazing. It's an incredible game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's like, what, three? Actually, well, some like five decent games right mm-hmm. there. And you're not paying anything from except for your subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I... I've I've got no problem with it personally. Like uh, all these people that are worldwide at the moment, like I'm playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and this is a game about what's it about? Well, it's basically a life simulator. How so? Well, I'm dropped on an island, and I have to farm the local area, and I have to grow some turnips, and I have to sell those turnips. Wait, so hang on a second. You have to grow. Uh, crops and sell those crops on so that you can make a living. Yeah, so it's farming simulator. Pretty no, much. it's a different thing. But I also have to catch bugs. Okay, it's fine. Like you it's you got to fish. Oh yeah, you've got to fish. You're splitting yeah. hairs, but like if if you're gonna be the kind of person that goes, I love Animal Crossing, and bearing in mind I've never played Animal Crossing, is farming simulator not something that might tick the box for you as well? I think because you haven't got the threat of the raccoon mafia over you. Right, okay. So it's actually more relaxed. You've got Tom Nook, he wants to break your legs unless you give him like X amount of berries per month. Yeah, so it's more (laughs) relaxed and yet... Yeah, farming simulation, you don't have to worry about that. You don't even have to worry about, you know, raccoons coming to fuck up your crops. However, Animal Crossing, he will break your legs. Yeah. Yeah. Me, like the idea of taking a tractor out for a joyride because... Oh, yeah. Let's be honest, you can't do that today. I'm off. Yeah. See you later. Am I going to plough this field? No, I'm going to plough the road. Um, let's move on because that like people are going to be pretty upset about that, regardless of what we say. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes, another Assassin's Creed game. Sorry, I couldn't quite tell from your tone. How excited are you about this? Uh, what scale are we going for? Well, if we if we go from from zero being not at okay. all to yeah. ten, which is super excited and balls are gonna pop, Ooh. Uh, probably minus fifty. Right. Okay. 
I just don't get why it's got Assassin's Creed attached to it because I don't remember Vikings being very stealthy. Oh, I'd be amazed if you did remember them doing anything. Um, time travel boy. Time travel boy. <laughs> so it just goes that the reason why it kind of like niggles me is just make a new IP Ubisoft. You've got the money to back this marketing thing up. God of War Four proved that Vikings are big. You know, it's a safe market. Yeah. Just fuck off with all the Assassin's Creed stuff that no one really cares about, and just make it Valhalla. I saw the trailer, and the one thing that kind of like made me go, "What?" Was you got the Viking who goes against um, the big fuck off English knight dude because, of course, the English are bad. <laughs> yep. Of course we are. Um, you know he's getting shit kicked out of it. Then all of a sudden he got Assassin's Creed with a hidden blade. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just you know that thing. It would probably be more badass if he got an axe to the face. It would have, except for the fact that he dropped his axes. Well, he should have kind of like had an axe thrown at him by another person and then whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm um, I'm looking forward to it, but then I'm still riding high on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is a game that has nothing to do with assassins, as far as I can tell. Yeah, she just called it Odyssey. Yeah. I, you murder a lot of people. Yeah, but you don't assassinate them. That's different. You don't do the stealthy... Oh, no, I, I stealthily go up to people and murder them as well. Also, here's another thing, right? Assassin's Creed had made it different because it had parkour. Okay. That was a big difference, wasn't it, really? Because any other stealth mode mm. was like, you know, solid snakes and fish and that sort of stuff. The big thing about Assassin's Creed games, the early ones, you know, the ones that was based in, was it the, Crus- the uh, Crusades in Italy? Yeah. Is you parkour everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Vikings don't look very parkoury. No, I don't remember Spartan Warriors being very parkoury either, but. Yeah, exactly. You know, they were running around in their speedos. But it was still a thing that they introduced. And, and we've had this discussion. It's the whole reason they've got Assassin's Creed on there is just so that they can continue to use the same base mechanics and go, there you go, it's another one. Because if they yeah. went, this is a brand new game, and it played exactly like Assassin's Creed, you'd be like, what the fuck, this is Assassin's Creed. And that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, it just comes across a bit lazy, that's all. Yeah. Especially for a company like Ubisoft that can, you know, they've got the cash and the resource to make something big and bold. They they do, but the reason they've got those, you know, those resources, the reason they've got that fucking money behind them is because they've made successful franchises like um, Far Cry. They've made successful franchises like um, Assassin's Creed. I mean, Far Cry, it's it's the same thing over and over, but you could easily, you know, not call it Far Cry and call it something else. Oh yeah, like uh, what they did with Blood Dragon, which got yeah. the last. Last time they did anything with any sort of creativity to it. But they still called it Far Cry Blood Dragon. And the thing is, well, is that Far Cry... DLC to it. Yeah, but they, it yeah. eventually released as a standalone game. I think what also irritates me a little bit about Valhalla is that it's coming out on everything. And by that I mean PS5 and Xbox Fridge Series X. Yep. And for part of me it's like... You know, you could have just done a really big next-gen game and just blew everyone's mind. Or got at least Microsoft or Sony to make this exclusive so you could go to town on it, you know. 
rather than edge your bets and just kind of like release on everything with 15 different types of releases and 15 different types of series passes. Yeah, but you've got to think about the amount of money that they'd end up losing if they had to do something like that. Yeah, I think Ubisoft can afford it. All their creative titles are in development. Hell, you wanted a pirate game? Skull and Bones? Yeah, you can get fucked. You want Beyond and Evil 2? No, you're not getting that. Eventually, they're going to run out. We're giving you that. Eventually, they're going to run out of places to do an Assassin's Creed that doesn't have a fucking boat, and they're just going to have to give you Skull and Bones. They might actually have to go back to doing Assassin stuff by doing, like, Feudal Japan. But it's actually ninjas and assassins. I, I saw someone actually saying that they really wanted a feudal Japan and that they were going to skip Valhalla because of it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. How many skips are going to do? Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is... Like, I'm betting Cowboy's going to come into Assassin's Creed before Japan does. You see, I'd be interested to know how they'd handle that, but I wouldn't be against it. Assassin's Creed Cowboys. Be like Red Dead Redemption, but with a blade. Why not? Why not? It could work. Lasso someone, pull them in, stab them, parkour over your horse. Anyway. I feel like that. That's quite good. I want to make that now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, and apparently so is the rest of the world, apart from you and that one guy that wants feudal Japan. Yeah. Um, but let's move on, on because on I'm... I'm not going to be able to... I'm, I said this earlier, I'm never going to be able to convince you that fucking... Assassin's Creed is something to be excited for. Um, how about instead, big companies are giving NHS staff games for free? Ooh, which companies? Uh, lots of them. So this one, I'm just going to read it straight off of BBC uh, News because that's where I found it. Um, big, big companies like EA, Konami, Xbox and Sega, as well as independent studios, are part of the Games for Carers initiative. Uh, NHS staff are being gifted free access to video games to say thank you for their work during the coronavirus. The studios say NHS workers can use the games, quote, when they get some well-earned downtime or to provide relief for their families, end quote. Um, And apparently more than 85,000 games will be available to download. That's quite a few. That is a lot. That is mad. Let's hope it's not Metal Gear Survive. No, no. Right. Be nice to these people. Yeah, Metal Gear Survive comes out. I think I'd rather go out and get coronavirus. You could get like digital pachinko machine. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah, surprising that EA's doing it as well. Um, all <coughs> NHS workers need to do to access, um, sorry, to get access is visit the dedicated Games for Carers website and enter their NHS email address. Which is kind of sad because Samantha doesn't have an NHS email address, even though. <laughs> oh, even though, I see where you're going there. Yeah, part of what yeah. they do at um, her dental studio is actually NHS. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Damn it. Come to be on, fair, I'd, I'd feel bad kind of like skimming free games, to be honest with you, because, you know, she's. What with her being an apprentice, she's not been able to do any kind of work for anyone at the moment. So it sucks. <laughs> On the plus side, you do have a lot of toothpaste. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We actually do. We've we've got a bag full of toothpaste. I'll show you the bag later. Right, so that's it. That's it for my news. Do you have news? Well, if you're a big fan of The Last of Us 2, 
prepared to get disappointed because mm-hmm. one of the disgruntled workers who got fired recently from Naughty Dog leaked the entire plot of that game online. And it has not gone down well. No. <clears throat> I don't mean that with, um, what's his name, Nick Trum, the guy who's head of it, I think it's Nick Trumbrun. Trumbrun. Are you talking he's about like, um, Neil Druckmann? That's the one, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's not so much um, pissed him off, but it's pissed off almost like every fan who's found out about uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Um, mainly because it's saying it's pushing a SJW gay community agenda on the entire kind of like story. Now, since I'm not invested in The Last of Us, because... Naughty Dog, I always, I admire them for being environmental artists. Mm-hmm. Their backgrounds look beautiful, you know, their environments look great. Their characters look boring as sin. I mean, each one of the characters from Uncharted was just another version of, like, Nathan Drake in a t-shirt. Okay, yeah, alright. Yeah. And it was kind of a case of like, come on guys, you know, do something a little bit different. No, I'm just going to wear a beige shirt and Nathan's going to wear a pink shirt. It's like, oh. I mean, Nathan Drake does look like Conrad from Flashback, but with a few more pixels. Right, okay. So because of I'm really investing in the characters, I'm not really investing in The Last of Us. Um, so looking at the plot of Last of Us 2 didn't really bother me because I wasn't going to pick it up anyway. Okay. I can see why people would get pissed with it though. For the whole SJW bit? Actually, that, no. I didn't get that so much. Then again, I was only looking at a synopsis of it. Right, okay. So it's kind of like if you're looking at a synopsis of, um, let's say, a Star Wars movie. One of the good ones, you know. One of the original three. You know, Luke leaves planet, Luke stays princess, princess, you know, becomes Rebel Alliance leader, Luke blows up Death Star. It was kind of like that sort of synopsis type thing, so it wasn't going into... Yeah. Any sort of depth. But looking at the synopsis of it, yeah, if Naughty Dog going to put it off, they've got to do some really good character work in it because it is going to piss off a few people. I'm either, to be honest, I kind of like a minor balls with a twist, but not really. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go into details because probably Jackson, if I say anything, Jackson will probably rip my head off. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you got for us then? That's pretty much it, really. Um,. Yes, in the world of news, that's pretty much a lot. Had Valhalla be released. Um, Last of Us got spoilt by disgruntled worker. Yeah. That's pretty much a lot of the news, isn't it, really? I would say so, yeah. That's it. You are done. I know. Except for, well, we're excited for Farming Simulator, so fuck you, internet. (laughs) Right, well, in that case, let's take a bit of a break here, and we'll be back in a moment. Ta-ta. And we're back. Hello, my name's Craig Broddle. We're going to be doing our question for idiots. Craig, would you like to tell us what the question is today? I'd love to tell you about what the question is today. Our question today comes from our friend Mike, a.k.a. Electric DCX. Fuck me, I couldn't find his picture quick enough, and as a result, I completely forgot what his um, kind of like little additional handle was. Uh, he's written in and he's said... If you could choose one video game character to be your best man or your maid of honour, who do you think would give the most memorable speech at your wedding? Hmm. Good question. Causes to tickle our grey mass a little bit. Yeah, it did. For most memorable speech, 
I'm probably going to go with Lamar from Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. It won't be appropriate, but fuck me, you're going to remember it. No, I know. <laughs> like you really fuck me off because I said no, you can't have that one. Just because you wanted Lamar. No, I didn't want Lamar. I, no, you're horrible. Who who you got then? Who's your... Uh... Well, I, 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 you know who I went for. I, I went for another uh, Grand Theft Auto character, but I went for Roman Bellic, because uh... there's nothing quite like having someone stand there going, I remember when this lady started coming home to beef my cousin. <laughs> and they were up <laughs> all we... night beefing. And then we went bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, everyone, go and he always has time for me, so whenever I say, hey, cousin, he's there. That was probably the worst and best part of Grand Theft Auto 4, was in the middle of a mission, middle of a gunfight, mobile phone goes off. Hey, cousin! Yeah. You want to go bowling? No. I'm too busy shooting the shit out of people. I love the... Nico, down. Nico actually sounded as annoyed about the entire thing as the player was because even Nico used to go, I'm a little bit busy at the moment, cousin. <laughs> I'm just like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be licking envelopes to pass the time and I'd still be too busy to hang out with Roman, you fucking I be, prick. I'd just be sitting in the car. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere with you, Roman. Um, they should really bring him back for six. Shouldn't I know. A fun little fact, uh, if if you guys didn't know, but Mr. Slinger actually did the speech at my wedding. Indeed, I did. You did. You um. Do you know what I loved most about your speech? It was my speech. That it was your one. Well, yeah, it was your speech. I have photographs of Jade. Um, oh, she's crying. And she's crying. And Jade yeah. is was some, one of Samantha's maids of honor, and she was just. Bawling. And Steve, um, who was our photographer, who also happens to be a member of the family, took full on, like, zoomed in pictures of her just, just wailing. Like, she could not handle it, could she? Nah, it's quite impressive, really, because I made that shit up on the spot. No, I know. Yeah, I had no idea what I was going to say. No, you see, I. I was going to talk about me for half an hour, how great I was, and also, oh yeah, we're at your wedding. Yeah. Now, I know we're all here to talk about the bride and groom. However, here's something just, about me. Today we're all here to speak about me. Mm. Who here agrees I'm great? Yes, yes, round of applause. Thank you. Raise a toast to me. Right. <laughs> also, congratulations, um, Samantha and Thingy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so well, uh, they... I was quite uh, intrigued by your uh, best men from Persona. Right, yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you see, I, I thought it'd be good, but I don't know how much more into it you could get. I'm like, It depends. If they could never refer to any of the names, then it would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first met Hey You, and, you know, uh, <laughs> you started, started going out with, you know, this lady. <laughs> I think it would be great as well. And since Persona, you do have like, well, there different styles of friendship, don't you? Yeah. So you imagine if you had like a one star, the speech is shit. So this guy got married. Great. Ten stars, he's got absolutely gushing over you. In fact, it's like just fits of jealousy. Like, it should have been me. Nice. Why? 
like this guy, why aren't you marrying me? <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> the whole, like, anime flip the table, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> then with the uh, ultra-stylistic uh, menus that Persona 5 have, just come on, like, run away. Press <laughs> <laughs> Well, the start menu, like where, but what happens is when you press the start menu, the groom kind of flips onto the actual menu, and then all it is, it's just the flick down as you try and choose which of the fucking set menu you're actually going to have. Oh, I'm going to have the beef Wellington. Hmm, you chose the beef Wellington. Good choice. Yeah, and it just someone spins round with their two fingers across their eyes. <laughs> Persona beef Wellington. Oh. Speaking of which, are you interested in the royal? I, I am actually. I, I yeah, am. Me I, I, I'm a little bit ashamed to say it because I'm like, spent all that money on Persona Five. Haven't played all of Persona Five. Fuck. Really want to. Oh. The, the only thing that's kind of like hold me back from getting the royal is you can't transfer your save data from you know Persona Five to Persona Five to Royal. Yep. And I've completed that, and I've like maxed out all the social stats, which makes you know doing doing a second time round way easier because you're not having to fucking grind your bollocks off to get your intelligence up or your guts up. Yeah. Uh, which I, to this day I still love that Persona Five. Do you want to talk to Anne? She's sad. No, you're too much of a pussy. You only got <laughs> one gut. I I do like that, but like I'm a little bit. I don't know. So really, I don't know. I can't be bothered to kind of like rank my guts up again, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it does look a totally different game. It does look a different game. That's why I'm so yeah. interested in it. But I'm also a little bit like, do I really, really want to play that particular game? Because it is a game that you benefit from a second playthrough. <clears throat> but when your first playthrough is fifty plus hours, yeah. No, like, yeah. I, I can't justify that. I've always been like, do you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to. I'm going to have another go through Persona 4 Golden because I love that game and I still haven't. <laughs> it's when it's such a big game you're like, do I really? Yeah. Do I really? And that's the thing, know, it's such um, a time sink. Also the problem with Persona 5 as well is some of the later missions, later dungeons should I say, are very padded out. Yeah, that space robot one felt padded. Oh, you ain't got to do a cruise ship. That's even more padded. No, I haven't. I never got yeah. that far. Yeah, and then you got to go against God because JRPG. Yeah, why not? Um, right, okay, so speaking of padding, I'm going to put a sound effect in here. We are going to take a very quick break and then we'll be back. Uh, but thank you very much to Mike, a.k.a. Electric DCX, for your wonderful question. A.k.a. fucking dude. Thumbs up, Mike. And we're back. Mr. Slinger. <laughs> he needs to restart. I just choked on something. Are you serious? My dick. <coughs> yeah. I don't want to restart that. That's the most wonderful and most honest intro I think you've ever given. Wonderful. It's that big. That's... Hello, chap and chapesses. How are we all doing now? Right. So come on. So this is your topic this week. Like I did last week with Alex, um, we discussed single-player games. Um Obviously, this week you want to talk about remakes. Um, yes, I do, my friend. So let's get specific. Tell me about it. Tell me what you want to discuss and why. Because I know you want well, to discuss the why. Well, well, what I like to talk about is what makes a good remake, what makes a bad remake, 
what would you like to be remade? And the reason why is because I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and spoilers, it is shite. If you want a good example of what makes a bad remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake is that remake for you. How many times can you say the word remake in a sentence? I know, it's kind of lost all meaning on me now. Um, we have to abbreviate this. We have to call it something like FF7R. Yeah, yeah, 7R. Yeah, or New 7, something like that. Um, so, just to be clear, you're not a fan of 7R. No, I am not a fan of 7R. I... Well, there are religious leaders out there that wish their loyal, their uh, their followers were as blind loyal as FF7R's fan bases. <laughs> I wish I could love the game as much as its fan base does, but I just don't see it. Right. So, like, spoilers alert and all that sort of stuff. But let's be honest, the game is being uh, wrote by the guy who does Kingdom Hearts. So prepare for bullshit storytelling on every front. Final Fantasy VII Remake is not a remake of the whole game. It's only the first four hours and 45 minutes of the game. I know that because I played the original and it only took me four hours and 45 minutes to get to the point where I finished uh, New 7R. Right, and how long did it take for you to complete 7R? 40 hours. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it is more padded and more stretched out than John Goodman's sweatpants. Um, first off, good fat joke. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So let's let's get into this. Like, it's it's a bad it's a bad remake um, of a beloved game, in your opinion, obviously. In um, my opinion. In my humble opinion. In your humble opinion, like at the minute, like the rest of the world is is going nuts about this particular game um i was watching playstation access earlier and shockingly enough rob pearson turned around and he goes if you own a playstation 4 it is your duty to play this game to which i'm like no kind of feel like you're being paid to say that if i'm honest yeah it's kind of this i remember his description for death stranding I think you said, like, it's a gorgeous game, you have to play it and all that sort of stuff. Um, Death Stranding, to me, I do play it. I do kind of like it, but it is also incredibly boring. Yeah. The most upsetting thing for me at the moment is I've, I've the, re the last two AAA games I've got, which was Death Stranding and Final Fantasy VII Remake, are both incredibly boring games. I cannot recommend either of them. That's sad. Yeah, so the reason why Final Fantasy VII Remake's a bad game, but first off, I'll touch on the good points, because, you know, you've got to, you've got to dig up a little bit before you smack it down. It is pretty. It is a very beautiful game. Um, and it also sounds amazing as well. Yeah. The combat is a bit of a hybrid of Kingdom Hearts and old Final Fantasy VII. So when you're playing with just one character, it's actually quite good. So, you know, you go out, you slash along, big hits and all that sort of stuff, like a normal combat game, doing dodge rolls, etc., etc. When you build up your ATB bar, you can then assign different spells and different actions. So you can use, like, not so much limit breaks, but, you know, special attacks uh, and different types of spells. Mm -hmm. When you have more than one person in your party, 
that's when things get a bit fucked up. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, every time you control a character, you'll notice the ATB bar increases, but a computer-controlled characters, they take forever to build up an ATB bar. So you've got to keep constantly switching between characters the whole time, mainly because your IT characters are dumb as shit. They will, there is no way you can actually choose where you want them to attack. You can give them specific orders, like heal this, um, do a spell on that, but you can't say, Barrett, shoot the shit out of that for us. You've got to flip over to that character and then control it from there. Right, okay. And one of the most annoying things is, as soon as you flip over to a character, they then become the, the focus of every enemy. So, for example, if you're playing with Cloud, you know, he's flashing away and every character's kind of like dogpiling him, you switch to Barrett's. So you can obviously, you know, shoot from a distance and take some of the heat off Cloud. As soon as you switch to Barrett, oh yeah, everyone starts running over to dogpile you. So you've got to keep flicking across each time, which feels quite a cheap way of doing things. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to build up your bar, you know, everyone's going to run over, flip across, oh, I'll go run over there, flick across, oh, I'll go run over there. So, yeah, it doesn't really feel great. You know, it doesn't feel, in the, when it's good, by itself, it's good. When you've got more than one character, you do feel like you're babysitting. Right, okay. But you stuck with it for the full 40 hours? Yeah, mainly because I wanted to play it all the way through, and that way, if I was going to slag it off, I could have an honest opinion in slagging the shit out of it, rather than someone saying to me, oh no, it gets better in the end. It doesn't. It doesn't get better. All right. It doesn't get better. So, that's a bad remake. It is a bad remake. What, in your eyes, is a good remake? A good remake, I always think, is taking problems from the original game and solving them. Okay. So a good remake would be Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, sorry, Resident Evil 2 remake. Because mm -hmm. the original Resident Evil 2 had tanky controls, and I hated the original Resident Evil games because of those controls. Um, they were, your characters are slow, they're clunky, people are like, oh, it's to uh, increase tension. No, no, bad controls does not increase tension, bad controls just makes things fucking irritating. <laughs> Then came across, then came along, sorry, Resident Evil 4, and those controls were fucking butter. They were so great. So you get rid of all the clunkiness, you play as Leon, and it's so camp the story that it's just one of us a B-rated movie. Yeah. So what um, Resident Evil 2 Remake does, it basically takes the control scheme of 4, plonks into Resident Evil 2. And therefore, you've got a great control scheme over a great setting. All right, brilliant. Still keeping the campiness as well, because there are bits in Resident Evil 2 Remake where you see Claire and uh, Leon flirt with each other. I don't know about you, I probably would not be horny during a zombie apocalypse. No, I, <clears throat> I can't imagine a less sexy fucking scenario. Yeah, there's a bit where they're kind of like in between the gates together and he's like, Hey Claire, see so you made it. Yeah, Leon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, Claire, I'll catch you later. I'm like, no. No, you would be like, shit in hell, Claire! Zombies! I'm out of here. Catch you later. Everyone's just a little bit too cool. Right, yeah. so... So I understand, like, you're not a big fan of Final Fantasy VII Remake. No. Remake. The original, yes. You, you're a big fan of Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yep. Fucking remakes. <laughs> so... 
really it boils down to what do you want to see remade and why and how? See, this is where you kind of got to think, what is the original problem with the game? And also, yeah. how can you make it different? Because we've had a discussion before about remasters. We always joke saying that there's no such thing as a remastered game. It's merely a fancy name for a port. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like When things are ported across, when they're remastered as such, yeah. you upscale the graphics, you upscale the sound design, um, you know, and everything comes across, it's a lot more polished. It's remastered because you're getting a much more polished version of that original experience. Yeah. Um, and that's but really great. Just, I mean, but really, it's just a port. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not. It's just a fancy way of saying you can't call something like Final Fantasy VIII port. You've got to call it Final Fantasy VIII remastered. Yeah. I think if you're going to call it a, a remaster and it comes to a different console, I think what you ought to do is compromise and call it a pretty port. Yes, exactly. That's that's effectively what you're getting. Um, yeah. There are some improvements with Final Fantasy's remasters. Um, I know with uh, 7, 8 and 9, you managed to get... Um, like, you could unlock infinite health or you could unlock yeah. like, no random battles and stuff like that. So there were things that you could do. Um, I did use that in 9. When yeah. I was kind of like going around the countryside, getting attacked every 5 seconds, I was like, I am so sick of this shit right now. Yeah. Random battles, off. <laughs> Final Fantasy IX is a flawless fucking game. I mean, that's I'm wrong because I know it has got problems, but um, it's flawless except for the two planets and that weird boss thing at the end. uh, An example of what we were talking about um, with regards to what game would you pick to amend? Why would you do so, and what would you change? Um, And those two things really go hand in hand. An example on my heart part is Kingdom Hearts. Yes. The whole franchise. Um, So, I mean, like I said, I was watching PlayStation Access earlier, and Rob goes, Kingdom Hearts 3, easily one of the best JRPGs of this generation. If you've not played any of the previous games, don't go near it. Play... Play the all-in-one bundle instead. And I'm like, the all-in-one bundle is like eight other games as well as three. That's yeah. There's so many fucking games for Kingdom with the, Hearts. With, with a, although the one thing we do enjoy about Kingdom Hearts is the absolute bizarre anime titles they come up for it. Oh, yeah, so Kingdom Dream Hearts 2.8, Drop Dream, Prologue, Epilepsy, Stardust, Tomato Field... But I mean, like it's if you consider that its its title system is reflective of its story, no fucking wonder no one can tell what the hell is going on. I mean, it's taken like what is it eight or nine games to tell the Xehanort saga or whatever that is. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I, I played the first game and I loved the first game back in the PS2 era. I loved it, and then I played um, its sequel. Which was the the sensibly titled Kingdom Hearts Two, which is how oh I God. knew it was the sequel. Yeah, but apparently, even though it was the sequel, apparently there were other games in between. Fucking kill me. Um, and I spent like four or five hours as some prick called Roxas, and I had no I idea like who he was. And it turns out he was a nobody. Not to say that he was a loser, just that that's an actual term in Kingdom Hearts law that is used. All the fucking time. I don't know what a nobody is. Like, a nobody is somebody without a heart. Is that not a heartless? No, the heartless are the people that don't have hearts. So what's a nobody? They're the shadow of the people without hearts. Wait, what? 
Yeah. Do you know what? Like, honestly, I know I'm wrong in saying all that. And whoever's listening, if you are a massive Kingdom Hearts fan, you're probably screaming at the podcast as we speak. But that's how I feel about it. Like, it, it's so all over the shop. And I would love for someone to just come along and go, there's a lot of waffle here. There's a lot of shit. Let's see if we can't just scrap some of that out, streamline the story a bit, and make it a bit more accessible for people coming in so that they can enjoy the story as a whole experience, as opposed to having to slog through eight or nine different previous fucking games. That's pretty much what the Final Fantasy VII Remake will be like. The only ironic thing about it is, if you do want to see a very slimmed-down, complete version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, play Final Fantasy VII. Mm. No, I like that. Um, yeah. What I like as well is that Final we're Fantasy we're Seven. Two fan bases right now. We're sending the Final Fantasy fan base and the final and the Kingdom Hearts fan base. We are not going to be liked. No, no. What I like about Final Fantasy Seven at the moment is that I reckon people are going to start looking at that, going, oh, "Is this the Pocket Edition?" <laughs> the Final Fantasy Seven remake. You know, you got a Pocket Edition of Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, same ironically. thing. That costs more on PlayStation Store than the uh, the normal version of Final Fantasy Fifteen. It shouldn't do, mate. Final Fantasy Fifteen is a gorgeous game. It's so good. I think it didn't cost something like was it ten quid on the PlayStation Store, and the Pocket Edition is like fifteen. Mm. That is that's actual that's criminal. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I know some people loved the Pocket Edition, but for me. Oh, no, OG. I want my boy band to be ultra-realistic and sexy. And ultra in black. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't mess it... Like, Kingdom Hearts, I wouldn't change its combat style so much. Um, there are certain aspects... Remake, there are certain aspects that I would adapt ever so slightly. Like, I, I'd probably do a bit more button mapping for open combat. Um, because when you're out of combat and when you're in combat the mapping is exactly the same. You're using the directional pad to go up and down the stacked menu and choose certain options. Whereas I don't understand why you couldn't map those to button combinations during combat to make things work a little more seamlessly. Well, um, this is the problem that Square Enix has. They're trying to merge both turn-based uh, combat with real, real-time combat. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't do it. No. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake... Um, wants to be an action game and also wants to be a turn-based game at the same time and it doesn't it doesn't work either one or the other yeah. it's like trying to implement uh, Devil May Cry mechanics into Final Fantasy 9 it's just not going to happen you either got to be strong in one or strong in the other you can't have both otherwise they both kind of fail so with Final we're not sorry with Kingdom Hearts I would probably focus more on making it more of an action game and like I say mapping certain functions to searching keys yeah. so you want to do like a fire spell press triangle you want to do a attack press the uh, tabs at the top or something like that and that's the thing i mean like i know you you won't see it as such because you haven't played the game but assassin's creed odyssey is very much an action game um you sneak around you mash buttons to attack people with your sword spear or fucking ponytail it doesn't matter you button mash to attack, but there are still heavy RPG elements, and there isn't any real reason that you can't do the same thing in a Kingdom Hearts remake. You don't have to have stacked menu that you have to flick up and down to try and then select potion so you can throw a potion in the air. They did button short uh, cuts for certain spells, but you could only have three because the other button was for jump. 
Well, you take a, you take a cue from Dark Souls then, because you use the uh, D-pad to scroll through your items. Yeah. Oh, it, it was one of those. You know, you use it, your triggers. You know, your triggers to attack and strong attack, and then dodge, roll, flick through your cap, flick through your potions. You know, use a potion. Blah blah blah. It just needs the whole thing needs to be streamlined. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's... I get what you're saying about using the D-pad to flick through items, but if you're trying to move with your left thumb on the joystick and also flick through the D-pad at the same time, that's a struggle. Mm, yeah. I, honestly, like, it's a little bit of a shame, but the only reason the D-pad is massively still a part of the PlayStation's uh, DualShock and DualSense design is because... There are certain games that still use a D-pad for things like this. Kingdom Hearts is a key example. Otherwise, when was the last time you really used the fucking D-pad? Actually, I use a little bit in um, Dragon Ball Fighters. You're right. Okay, yeah, but two yeah. D fighters um, and things like that are, are maybe the exception. But otherwise, yeah. there's not a huge call for them. Because um, I need to kind of like do a double double tap to do a dash forward or try and do certain combos and things like that. Yeah. Which I can't really get from the um, no, it, you don't get so much, but yeah, that's only a personal preference on my part. It's it's that thing of if you have to press um you know, like right twice, it's yeah. so much faster for you to to double tap the right button on the D pad as it is to flick the right and the left analog stick to the right twice. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's a faster motion. So those yeah. things do work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that for me, Kingdom Hearts, I, I would review some of the combat systems. Um, I love the character designs. I love the art style. I think it's fantastic. I'd maybe just review. The biggest issue with that is the story. It needs stripping down slightly and making more accessible so that people aren't intimidated. Because honestly, as a fan of the original two games, I'm intimidated by going to play the third. I, I'm more I'm I'm intimidated by the third. I'm more kind of like, I know if I'm going to play this, I'm going to get angry as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much my thinking behind it. Like, if I play Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm going to be so fucking angry by yeah. the time I'm halfway through this. I played, I played the first two. I still remember roughly what the first two were from the original PS2 days. I don't want to play three solely because I know that it's not going to make any fucking sense. And that annoys me. Are you a heartless? Are you a nobody? Are you a darkness? Are you a nobody darkness? We've been going on about Kingdom Hearts for absolutely ages. Do you have any particular games that you yourself would adapt? Yes. Pong. Pong. Now, Let's we were talking right about this the other day. This is a great fucking choice, this is. Tell because me about we're Pong. It, we're going to make it into a rhythm game. Yeah, we are. Every time you manage to get the beat just right, so you either send the ball across to your opponent and you receive it and send it back, you do it to perfect beat, perfect time, the whole environment starts to become psychedelic. Yeah. Kind of like a version of Res, but only in Pong world. I love the idea, because I was thinking about this. Imagine if you have um, an opponent and what happens is the beat starts off very relaxed, very chilled, and as the game progresses, the ball speeds up, so you transition from uh, like very relaxed, chilled-out music all the way up to very hardcore, very fast techno beats. Because oh, fuck, yeah, we get chemical brothers in. Yeah, and the ball's just yeah. fucking smashing between the two plates either end, and 
I'd, I'd absolutely love that. That's an amazing idea. I don't know why anyone hasn't thought to remake this, because look at Tetris Effect. Look at Tetris Effect. That is an amazing game. Pong well, Effect. Tetris, well, Tetris had, was it a Battle Royale mechanic in there, didn't they? Um, that's, that's Tetris 99. Tetris Effect is a whole different thing. Oh, what's Tetris Effect? Um, Tetris Effect, again, not played it, but Tetris Effect was... Um, a game that came out, I think, within the last year. I might be wrong. It might be the last two years. Um, and it was, again, looking at when you hit certain um, blocks, when you hit certain kind of matches, you got uh, rewarded with particle effects. There was music that backed um, the kind of play style that you had. I genuinely uh, suggest looking at a review for it. Try and find a video review so that you can see some gameplay um, people fucking raved about it. People said it was amazing. Tetris never gets old. That's the one thing you always got to admire about Tetris. Tetris is still going. The fact that it got yeah. made into something like Tetris Effect and then it got made into a fucking Battle Royale game. Yeah. That is a game that... It, it's got range. Yeah. It's like I mean, Nick I'll, Cage. I love the... Well, Nick Cage's got fantastic range. Yeah, I know. I was interested in thinking about this, going off topic for just a moment. Uh, you oh, know really? Sam, I know, right? You know how uh, Sam Raimi's doing the Doctor Strange sequel now? Oh, is he? Yeah, so the original director left, so they got Sam Raimi in, um, which is quite hype, really, because Sam Raimi did the Evil Dead movies, mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange 2 is supposed to be like Marvel's first uh, horror movie. <clears throat> so I was thinking, huh, you know what would be cool? You get a Fast and Furious director in to do Ghost Rider. That'd be cool. Yeah, right. And try and put in, uh, like, the thing about, uh, um, oh my God, words. The thing about Ghost Rider that really annoyed me was that it didn't lean heavily enough into its, um, either its rider side of it or its ghost side of it. Yeah. Like, if that was the thing, like, you didn't see enough. Um, kind of fucked up shit when it came to the de demons or you didn't see quite enough sh uh, kind of like epic fucking driving yeah he drove around walls and things like that but yeah this is it like you, you wanted to see him fucking driving through hell that was that's the best kind of place to see him driving because you know it's it's an open and uncharted world that's realistic yeah. for the style of the story and also, these days, you don't really need to focus so much on the origin stories of the characters. Yeah. You can pretty much sum them up quite quickly, like in about five minutes of intro. So, my name is Johnny Blaze. I saw my soul become a spirit of vengeance. Bam, right, set, you're done. Let's move on with the proper story. Yeah. You don't I... need to have the whole kind of like, went to hell, went back, blah, blah, blah. You can sum up in five minutes, open scene, on the motorway, chasing down a few people have done something wrong, jumping from car to car to lorry, and every time he jumps on that new vehicle, it gets demonised into his vehicle. Perfect. At the end, he's on a fucking 18 truck. We have massively gone off topic. However, what I'm going to have to do... We've Ghost Rider. <laughs> we've now remade Ghost Rider and Kingdom Hearts in one conversation. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to have to very quickly put a pause in here, and I will be right back. Okay. Right, so uh, we've managed to completely rework Ghost Rider and we've uh, fixed every problem ever with Kingdom Hearts. What other games do you want to see remade and how would you make them? We've already discussed Pong, how we're going to make that into a um, room based yeah, game. Pong as well. Anything yeah. else? 
would be quite interesting, especially with VR, to do a final fight game. A final fight? Yes. Do you remember Final Fight? Not, no, no, not really, no. Okay, Final Fight was pretty much like your Streets of Rage, except made by Capcom. Ooh, okay, yeah. So you got your scro- you got your uh, side-scrollers, yeah. right? And you play like Mike Hagar in um, Final Fight. I remember the name. Yeah, I love Mike Hagar, because he's also the mayor. Right. So, <laughs> so the story of Final Fight is his daughter gets kidnapped, and he gets to choose between Cody, Guy, or Mike Hagar. Because why not? Yeah, and the greatest thing I find about Final Fight is basically he gets the call from Mad Gear saying, we've got your daughter, give us some money. He's like, no, fuck you, shirt comes off, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Fuck's sake. That's how the mayor solves problems in Metro City. Okay. Yeah, make that first person and make it in VR. That's a messed up game. That's that's going to really hurt people. Um... In VR, you may have a bit more of a depth perception going on. Because have you, do you ever see um, what they did with Half-Life Alex? Uh, no. Okay, the big thing, the big pull with Half-Life Alex was, because a lot of people were saying, like, are you going to make it for consoles? Are you going to make it for PC? You know, those who haven't got it for VR. You couldn't. Because a lot of the stuff you do in that game is you have to search through shelves, find bullets, pick them up, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. If you're doing that with a controller, you don't have that sort of you know effect. Okay, you make it in, you start punching in real life in uh, Final Fight. Yeah, you could turn it into a proper little workout video as well. Got your mitts up, you know, you can use little thumbsticks to move forward. Someone comes towards you, whoosh, knock them out. Pick up a turkey on the floor, get your health back. I I quite like that. I like the idea of you kind of having a tracking as to where your arms and like your forearms and fists are going to be. and you'd actually be able to actively block attacks that are coming in. Exactly. And if you want to do an even more messed up version of that, during the 90s, Capcom did like a whole bunch of, you know, side-scroller beat-em-ups. And one of the more imaginative ones was Cadillac and Dinosaurs. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's also made into a cartoon as well. Basically, it's like a post-apocalyptic world where dinosaurs have come back to life and, you know, everyone uses a Cadillac to drive around in. That is a post-apocalyptic future I want to be a part of. Yeah, no, I'm all right with that. Yeah, so you have to beat up like a whole bunch of like mutant dinosaurs. Have that shit in VR. <laughs> yeah, no, all right, why not? Why not? And then you know, get into your Cadillac, drive around a bit, jump out, punch a T-Rex. You see, I, I mean, call me boring, and you probably will. Um, You're boring. There we go. I. Oh, man. Honestly, wouldn't mind seeing proper remakes of games that we haven't seen. So, I mean, you, you've mentioned things like Pong um, and Final Fight, like, but there, there's, there's so many games that haven't been experienced by this generation of gamers. And I say this generation because we're getting to a point now where we're now the last generation. You especially, you old fuck. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, we've got. So you mean like people like Towsy? Yeah, like when he turns around and goes, I started playing on my PlayStation 2, or whatever it was, and we're like, are you fucking serious? I played a really old game the other day, it was called Bioshock Infinite, those graphics, <laughs> ancient. <laughs> well, this is it, like, he's got, he's going to play games like 
Bioshock, the original Bioshock, and then uh, Bioshock 2, and he's going to be like, oh, wow, these are old games. And they're going to blow his mind. But the thing is... Uh, those games, those games were ported over to the PS4 so that they could be played in the modern era. You look at games like Final Fantasy V and VI. The um, whilst they've had PS3, well, they've had PlayStation One classic releases so that you can play them on the Vita or on the PlayStation Three. If you don't have one of those consoles, where the fuck are you playing those games? Yep, you're fucked, son. And this is it. Like they'd make ideal candidates for remakes, and they don't have to be Final Fantasy VII level of um, like character or anything like that. I honestly feel like an anime style um, art style. Too many uses of the word style there. Um, you know, kind of akin to Persona would work really well. And the nice thing is, is eventually when those games do come to age, they'd age really fucking well. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's the funny thing. Even how, even though Final Fantasy VII Remake is pretty, mm. um, I was playing the original thinking, this would have been so much better if it was doing like a Persona, start, Persona art style. Yeah. Uh, mainly because if you want facial expressions in Final Fantasy VII Remake, you can go get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Cloud does not change his facial expressions at all. If you like that J-boy, that J-pop boy band look, you're all over that. But yeah, no facial expression moves from any of the characters. Maybe a little bit of Barrett because he's been done a little bit uglier. But Tiffa, who's pretty, Eris, who's pretty, Cloud, who's Cloud. question. Yeah, it questions you. To be honest, you're like, are you a boy or a girl? I'm not too sure. <laughs> I. It's one of the things that I really appreciated about Final Fantasy XV was uh, Prompto, who was the little blonde character, um, had a camera and he'd take photographs of everything, which means that when you'd close out a chapter, or I can't remember how it worked, when you close out a day, you would then be able to look through the photographs that Prompto had taken, and those might be photographs that were taken mid-battle. So it's kind of like the photo mode that I've always wanted as in the computer is taking photographs of my game, but then it's also putting in random fucking photos of um, bits that I hadn't maybe seen. So, like, there'll be a bit where Prompto sat in the front seat and he's taken a selfie and it's him and you've got Noctis smiling in the background, waving. Those, you know, like, even just by taking photographs, those characters became that much more emotive. You're lying. Noctis never smiles. Noctis, Noctis smiled once. I promise you. <laughs> just once. I saw it. It was real. It happened. Yeah, just once. I wonder, tell you what, if I found out he was taking photos during a battle, I would fucking lever into him. Like, what are you doing? We're going against a turtle the size of a mountain, and you're there dicking around with your camera. Yeah, I fucked that turtle up. I was well proud of myself. Um, it take an hour. No, I'm the Did best. It? It takes that thing takes a long time. Like that thing, I was going at that for a couple of hours, and I was Ouch. chipping away, chipping away at health. I'm like, I'm never going to get through this thing. Um, but that's the nice thing. Like even, even in a decade's time, I'm not going to look at Final Fantasy 15 and be like, that needs a remake. That boss was way too hard. That boss was an endurance test. It was not anything other than that. That's the problem with uh, Square Enix. To make bosses harder, they don't make them harder, they just make them longer. Yeah. Because I didn't... I think I died twice in Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
I was playing on normal mode. Okay. Yeah, it's an easy game. Anything in particular that got you? Um, first off, it was because I didn't realise that you had to swap characters to build up the ATB gauge. Okay. And another one was I was just playing as Cloud and just got bitch slapped by a fucking big error attack, error effect attack. So it's like a sucker punch type attack, you know. Lovely. But, yeah, all right. Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to close us out because we've been waffling for an hour now. Um, but the waffle iron. We've, we've fixed Pong, we've fixed Final Fight, we've fixed Ghost Rider, we've fixed Kingdom Hearts, um, and we've potentially fixed, um, if anyone wants to pick up the ideas for Final Fantasy V and VI, you know, we've, we've fixed all these problems. You're welcome, Internet. Yeah, um, Atlas. They'll sort them out for you. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. thanks very much for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed, please throw us a follow over at pixel underscore prep. You can follow us on our personal accounts. Slinger, you are? At Chris Slinger. And I am at Rodney Broddle. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show and rate us. Remember, you can listen to us through a number of services. We've got iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Himalaya, or through our host service, podcasts.com. Uh, until next time, we're going to leave you with this wonderful little quote. The sun is a wondrous body, like a magnificent father. If only I could be so grossly incandescent. That's Kingdom Hearts. No, is it fuck? Mate, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's it from? That's Solaire from Dark Souls. Oh, Ooh, I do like Solaire. Yeah, no. So he yeah, says, great. but you fucking massive, massively missed that. Praise the sun, motherfucker. Praise the sun, motherfucker. Until next time, we've been Pixel Prep. Thank you very much, and good night. Ta-ta.